Hello, this is David Abrams, and welcome to the Palms West Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Wellington, Florida. In this episode, Mia and I discuss the water challenges affecting people and animals in South Florida. We talk about the continuing tragedy of the declining manatee population in Florida and the water quality issues that cause it. We also discuss new developments in the effort to reclaim parts of the Everglades. Finally, we discuss an exhibit by the Smithsonian Institution Traveling Exhibit Service called Waterways, now at the Dollyhan Cultural Art Center in Bell Glades. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Thank you for joining us on the Palms West podcast. I am here again with Mia. Mia, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right. So I'm really interested in in the topic we're going to discuss today. Um, This actually brings together a lot of the articles that we've been talking about, a lot of the topics that we've been focusing on. And this this episode is going to be related to water. And so uh, these problems that we have pinpointed, the manatees, the Everglades, um, it's, it's all related to these water challenges that South Florida has and that South Florida has had. You know, we have so many people moving from all over the country down to South Florida and the infrastructure here, the water infrastructure, the infrastructure in general is, is struggling to keep up with it and, and is causing um, major challenges, both for the, the people who live down here and the, the animals and the ecosystem. So uh, this is our second article that we've released about the manatees. We, we, we published an article a few months ago, right when the Florida Wildlife Commission was looking at this supplemental feeding program. And now we've just recently published another article to follow up on that. And so Mia, you were working really hard on this article. Um, tell me what are your, your big picture takeaways um, from what we talked about uh, late last year and what's going on in the beginning of this year? Well, I mean, there's just a lot of issues like you had said um to do with uh, water preservation here in florida and i mean the development that we've had in the in recent years is amazing and it's great um for the people of florida but um as far as environmentally we have seen a lot of ecosystems around us really start to suffer and um with one of our stories that we published uh late last year about the manatee suffering and their death rates being higher than any any other year recently. It's I, I remember I was speaking to someone from Save the Manatees Club, and she said that the manatees is really just a reaction to something greater. You know, um, the manatees are dying, and that's because other species have already died, whether that be plant species or other animal species. Something's happening, and um, we're really trying to combat that. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's an issue and it's, it doesn't have to just do with, um, with animals. Like it's, it's a bigger environmental, um, environmental issue. 
it's it's the water quality problems. Mm-hmm. We have these algae blooms that are growing out of control because this uh, wastewater runoff is coming from the cities, is coming from the farms. It's got all these uh, chemicals, these these the well the pesticides, but also the the uh, uh, nitrogen and the other other chemicals that uh, you know that foster this this algae to be to be grown, which is blocking out the sun, and then also the pollutants. You know all all of all of these factors at the you know at the end of the day, it's killing off the food supply, right? Mm-hmm. It's killing off the seagrass. And manatees are starving, and it's a it's a major it's a major problem. Yeah, and I think just the manatees being the starting point. I mean, it everyone here in Florida loves manatees, and I mean they've been such a big part of my life since I was younger. And to see them suffering really makes people want to do something. And um, I don't know. I I just feel like as long as we keep trying to educate ourselves and keep supporting um, different different bills that are coming to try and preserve natural areas and our natural preserves that are really the key to having fresh uh, drinking water, um, it, it's definitely essential at this point in time. That's right. We, we did that article recently about the Green K Preserve, which is, is it doubling in size? It's like 60, 60, they're adding 63 acres. And so this is to help with the, the water situation. It's a preserve that, that is allowed to, to be natural so that the water can seep down into the, into the aquifer and, and help with our drinking water supply. So, um, I know that there's, there's a big push to try to do something about this because, you know, when they started building down here, uh, people didn't know that these sort of problems were in store, right? They just started developing the land and, and they didn't know that it was going to, it was going to um, destroy the the aquifer, the Biscayne aquifer. And so it's been a, it's been a really big challenge. And um, so, so we talked about the, the green K was it, was there another preserve we talked about? Oh, uh, grassy waters, right? Mm-hmm. Grassy waters yeah. preserve. Grass, grassy waters, which, which interestingly, that one is about, it's, it's in West Palm. It takes up about half of the, uh, area of West Palm proper. So mm-hmm. it's a huge, it's a huge, uh, preserve. Um, and so both of those articles were, were really great. And I can, I can understand, um, kind of everyone's panic in trying to preserve these ecosystems. I mean, if you if you go and visit the Everglades, it looks like they go on forever, but they really don't. You know, we've lost. We only have a small percentage of Florida Everglades Everglades at this point, and um, I don't know. I I just the efforts to preserve them only started around twenty years ago, so it's kind of like it's it's now or never. Or we might um, really start to see these ecosystems suffer. Well, that's a good segue. Um, so you're right. They, uh, a lot of these projects, uh, were started about 20 years ago to reclaim Everglades. And, um, recently from the, uh, from the infrastructure bill that was just passed by Congress, um, and signed by the president, uh, 
through that huge infrastructure bill, which I think was about a trillion dollars, they have recently appropriated, I think it was $1.2 billion to Everglades restoration, which is, which is a huge amount of money. And so these projects are projects that have already been started, but this is, this is an infusion of capital. And I think the state is also looking at uh, putting up a big chunk of money as well to help with this restoration uh, you know, process. And so this is something that I think it's going to be really important for us to keep an eye on and, and make sure, I mean, this is, this is, you know, we need to hold our elected officials accountable that, you know, they, they pass the bill. Um, they've, they've seen the importance of this restoration. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, I really want to watch and, and make sure that the funds are being actually used to restore the Everglades, that it doesn't, you know, get lost in red tape or, you know, all the, after going through many layers, you know, you know, that, that it, it, it doesn't all get to where it needs to go. Um, but this is such an important challenge and, you know, and to, to kind of explain it a little bit further, the, the reason why, uh, this is so important. We talked about the, the, um, the aquifer and the need to have these natural lands so that water can replenish the aquifer, but it's also, it's also a, a water quality issue. It's also, you know, the, the manatees that are suffering because of the poor water quality that's going to the coast, that water used to, and it needs to flow South through the Everglades into Florida Bay and going through that process, the Everglades acts as like a filter and so it filters out a lot of these pollutants, um, so so that this this nasty water doesn't end up on 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 both coasts. It's going to both coasts now, mm-hmm. and so that's why you know these um, this rest. I mean the 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 projects that are being done locally, like like Green K and Grassy Waters, is so important. But also this larger project of um, reclaiming these lands is also something that's going to be really important. And, and like you said, it is a huge amount of money, but these projects that have been in place for the last 20 years, it's, it's a huge amount of money that they require, you know? And honestly, we really don't know if at this point it will be enough to really fully complete all the projects that are, are necessary to completely restore the Everglades. I've, I've read that this project is um, projected to take more than 30 years. To, right. to really yeah. get the Everglades to the to the point that they need to be at, to the, the quality that they need to be at. So I don't know. I feel like this will be an ongoing project and it will take a lot of money, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, no, the, the, it'll even even 30 years, it won't be done. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, this is yeah. this is something that is always is always going to be happening. There's always the push towards uh, a better environment, a cleaner environment. And so, um, you know, it, we need to make sure that, that, that progress is being made with, with what they're doing now. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think forever, we're always going to be wanting to, to make sure that, um, you know, that, that we're good stewards of this, of, of, of the environment of, of these, these beautiful gifts that we've been, been given. And, and, you know, now we, now we know better. Now we know that we can't just 
tear it up and build whatever we want. You know, we have to have drinking water. You know, I mean, yeah, that's what I think about when so essential. Yeah, to we, I mean, our, our life. We have this big price tag, but we all need, you know, if there's no drinking water, then no one can live down here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, something else I wanted us to touch on, um, you wrote this great article about uh, the Smithsonian exhibit Waterways that is at the, uh, that is at uh, Dolly Han at the Palm Beach State College. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So this goes along perfectly with what we've been talking about Um so the Smithsonian has a traveling exhibition, um, and it's a, kind of a part of a bigger project called Think Water. So the exhibition that's going to be at Dolly Hand's Cultural Arts Center is called Waterways, and it is a presentation on how much water affects our everyday lives and how we as humans are incredibly connected to water in, in several different ways. As, as a community, we usually go towards the coasts and um, settle down near the coast of water. And uh, the water cycle is such a big part of it. Us migration is such a big part of, um, of like the water and how it connects to us. And it, it really has an impact on us, uh, the quality of, our, of the water and, and how we engage with it. So through through several different mediums and and several different presentations, uh, Waterways has been able to um, come down to South Florida, and I feel like it would be a really precious thing for the community to engage with, especially in a time like right now. Yeah, it's such a a great exhibit to come to South Florida because I know that these problems are are not going to get any better. They're only they're only going to get worse. I just really, I really like this, um, this exhibition and the way that it kind of brings back, um, like fourth grade, fourth grade lessons that I remember of like the water cycle. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it seemed like kind of just like a a rite of passage to learn about the water cycle and understand how water affects us. But really now as an adult, um, you can really see how big of an impact it has on us culturally and the way we settle and, um, it's so important, not only for us, but future generations to come together and protect and preserve this amazing natural water source that we have, and we're responsible for destroying it. So it's only right that that we try to protect it for future generations. Absolutely. It's such a challenge. You know, uh, you would think we have all the, all this rain, um, but, you know, Florida's so flat that it's not like it can collect in, in, uh, in lakes or in rivers, like in other parts of the country. So I'm from, uh, uh, Alabama, Birmingham. And, and so we have great water there. I mean, it's, uh, um, you can, you can really tell a difference when you, when you go there or when you come, when you come down here. So, oh, or even in Colorado, um, I was just thinking about that. Like when you go to Colorado, the water there is really amazing because it's just it like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I, it also just highlights not even just water as a drinking source, but water is so essential. And they highlight this in the exhibition. It's essential for um, work. You know, we use mm-hmm. water to make goods like paper and, and to water our lawns and to clean our clothes and to cook, you know? So it's, it's really, yeah, it's really not just 
the aspect of drinking water. It's not like we can use our Brita's and everything will be fine if our if our water's contaminated. It, it's not, you know, there's there's so many more factors that go into it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're gonna keep an eye on on this story. Um, I really I really like the uh, the manatee story that we put out earlier this week. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's sad to see that, that the problem continues, uh, that more manatees keep, keep dying because of the, um, the pollution issues, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep highlighting it and we'll keep talking about it. And, um, hopefully, you know, these, these restoration projects will be successful and Mm -hmm. we'll, uh, we'll start moving in the right direction. I think that's all we can hope for. Yeah, I mean, it, it has definitely been sad to see how they're doing this year. There's There's been many different partnerships with organizations um, to help save the manatee. And almost all of the facilities that are housing and nurturing uh, injured or starving manatees back, back to good health, almost all of them across the U.S. are at full capacity of trying to really? save these manatees. So, And most of the time, well, not most of the time, but often they can't even release them back into their homes because the water is not in good quality. So it kind of just puts them back where they were suffering before. So it, right. it, it all brings back to like, we can all we can do is hope and support and get the water quality back to where it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, me, I, I appreciate you doing these, these stories. Um, they're, they're really great stories on our, on our website, palmswestjournal.com. And also thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. And don't forget to check out our website, palmswestjournal.com to get our latest stories. And while you're there, you can also sign up to have our newsletter delivered right to your inbox. Please make sure you subscribe to this podcast today and join us as we share our stories in this Palms West community.